0: Welcome to the podcast, this is Getting Strange with Stevie Moe. I am the host, Stevie Moe, and I'm here a couple of days late. There's a reason for it. Uh, had, a, had a very unexpected death come up in the family. My uh, my Uncle Bill uh, passed away, and that was kind of a shocker. You know, he went to the hospital, I guess, complaining of uh, bad ki- or sore kidneys, and you know, two days later, his body just shut down, uh... So that that really sucked, you know, after burying a, his brother, my Uncle Pat, about nine months ago, 2020 has not been fun, so, um, dealing with that, and it, man, I'm, that won't hurt, but, you know, I, I, I've got all the great memories, and I'm trying to stay positive through the whole thing, um, you know, and dealing with that, and I've got some, I got some fantastic stories that... That when I think about it, have really brought me joy over the past couple days. Uh, one of the, <laughs> one of the best ones is the first time I'd ever smoked pot, and I had some buddies of mine there. And this story involved a speed bag, a Bill Romanowski VHS, you know, vi- recording of a sixty minute documentary on Romanowski, and uh, and a prized possession, a Stevie Ray Vaughan painting. Uh, and maybe a knife, a giant pocket knife that he might have stabbed somebody with. <laughs> this is i uh, will tell that story at some point down the road, but um, that's for a later later time. The guest uh, guest I got this week is Rory Fox. I was super excited about this. Rory's a uh, Rory's an interesting cat, and the way that we ended up knowing each other turns out you know he lives in Cedar Rapids, which is about an hour away from here. Uh, we'll get into all of that, but if you ever watched MTV True Life, I want to be a pro wrestler. Rory was the guy. A very interesting story, and where he's at today, it's it's quite fascinating. That um, when we'll get into all of that, it's a, uh, it's a it was a fun episode. Uh, handling some uh, other business, The veteran shout out this week is going to be my buddy Brad Han. Uh, <laughs> I can't remember if I shouted him out for a veteran shout out or not and he he was giving me shit he's like what you're not going to show me any love or anything and I'm like dude how many episodes are you in Oh, oh a couple I'm like well, fuck I don't fucking remember who I did I'm not I'm not that organized I didn't I didn't write all this shit down I which I'm going to guys I'm going to get more organized promise maybe <laughs> but uh Brad you know thank you for your service to this country and thanks for being such a good friend and now I can rub it in his face, like, eh, there you go, dude. I did that for you. I I did that for you to recognize your service. <laughs> what a fucking what a dickheaded move. <laughs> I'm sure he'll get a he'll get a kick out of that, but I've uh yeah, it's been a very interesting week. I do want to share this story with you guys before we get on to the uh the meat and potatoes of the episode. Uh so I had met this girl on Tinder. And things were going very well. This chick was gorgeous, like way out of my league already a already a fishy sign like what the fuck are you met anyway, things are going like really well. We got a lot in common. we're talking almost every day. It's just like, oh, this shit's going fucking great. What the fuck is going on why why is this why is this going so good? I remember I asked her to ask her out on an official date, I'm like get a girl that's gorgeous got to she's like well i may or may not be able to it's like oh that's fine you know it's a short eight day notice i get that and uh you know things things don't work out schedules get mixed around whatever hey it's all good you know just trying to trying to hang out ask a couple times and then it got to a point where it was like uh do, do you want to maybe go grab like a cup of coffee or something, you know, just meet in person, you know, since we've been talking for a few weeks. And then that was met with no response. And then I finally got the, uh, the fun one, the, uh, the Snapchat of, uh, it, to, to, to compress it all, uh, essentially what it boiled down to is, you know, I think I just need some space and time. Oh, okay. You need some space and time, man. We met on Tinder. We met on a dating website and you're not they're really ready for this. Okay. <laughs> we're we're both in our 30s and I'm literally getting that that line that when you're 18 you give a guy just to you know kind of kind of keep him off to the side when you're really really what that line means is uh hey I kind of want to keep you on the bench but I found somebody that I think is better than you so we're going to go ahead and start him. He's going to be the starting QB, but we really need you to just continue to look over plays and, you know, <laughs> if if we go to the Super Bowl, you might get a Super Bowl ring. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, they got that line. Which I, I, I just, to I do not understand why you can't, as an adult, have an adult conversation and say, hey, look, uh this, it, I, I, we're not going to be compatible. No, this is done with. Like, you can just say that. <laughs> and maybe, maybe, maybe they did need some space and time. Maybe she did. But, uh, you know, I, I don't know. I don't really know what's fucking going on because, again, the, the communication just stopped. So, <sighs> a simple no. <laughs> A simple no goes a long way. I mean, I'm, I guess I'm just too upfront and honest where I'd be like, eh, hey, you know, I just, I don't really see us together. But, hey, what what the fuck are you going to do? You know, you're going to move on. And you, it's not like you can work on yourself. Like, I don't know if I was annoying the fuck out of her. I mean, clearly I might have been, but, <laughs> but it's not like you can be like, all right, so what went wrong? Okay. <laughs> I think I feel like you unmatched with somebody on Tinder. Like, you have to, uh, you have to leave an exit interview <laughs> what the fuck what the fuck uh went wrong you know, it's the like, guy ah, he just he was annoying he talked about pro wrestling too much and and I really think that he does believe that aliens created humans <laughs> uh, Anywho, anyway i'm gonna stop uh i'm gonna stop flapping my gums and we're gonna get to uh we're gonna get to the episode here, so I hope you guys enjoy this is a very very fun episode. Uh, enjoy it. the one and only rapid delivery, Rory Fox. Well, if you're tuning in, you've uh, got getting strange with Stevie Mo, the podcast. I don't know why I decided to put my name in a podcast because who in the fuck am I but at uh, you know what that shit don't matter. What does matter is who I've got with me right now is a good buddy of mine. And I, I, I would say a fucking true, uh, I don't know, an American dream. You know, guys working his ass off trying to get to uh, get to the big time. My friend, who I don't know how we're friends, but we'll get into that. Rory Fox, Rory, what's going on?
1: Yeah, I, I guess we're friends, but making me wait about forty minutes. I don't know how friendly we are right now. there, strange, Stevie.
0: Gee. <laughs> yeah, I was. I asked you if you wanted to record today, and you're like, "Hell yeah!" What time? I was like, "I don't know, about seven ish." Well, it gets to about seven ish, and uh, I was like, "Hey, I'm gonna be a minute." My uh, my fucking pipes under my sink exploded so
1: then then at 7 yeah that's not quite seven ish there stevie
0: <laughs> yep nope and then uh it gets about right before we're about to record i'm like hey hold on let me go do a couple more things and let me get <laughs> let me get right back to you yeah well rory for everybody who uh who isn't familiar with who you are why don't we give them the breakdown of who you are how, and then we can transition to how we met and the fun shit that you've been doing recently
1: Well, I am known as Rapid Delivery Rory Fox, the original reality TV star of pro wrestling. I had my debut match on MTV. It was chronologized on MTV. They had Tony Atlas as the guy at the end of his career. They had Triple H as the next world champion to take over the industry. And then they had old Rory Fox in his very first match. And here we are 20 years later, and I'm back in the news Talking Shop Mania brought Rory Fox back to the forefront, and also that punk, Matt Cardona. It's the 10th anniversary of the Exploding Trunks. Well, I'm sorry, it's 11 now, but I've been arguing with him for six years now. <laughs> but uh, Rory Fox is, is back nationwide.
0: Well, fuck, well, what a better time to come back than during the middle of a fucking pandemic.
1: <laughs> yeah, who else is getting over during the pandemic? I'm one of the few, so it's pretty awesome. <laughs> here's
0: uh so here's here's a little bit of trivia for everybody who doesn't know. And now I'm not gonna not gonna bury you here, but there was um there yeah. was this guy, uh, you know, his name's Matt Cardona, and he uh he he cleansed. well tell
1: him who he was before that, so everyone knows. Oh, so
0: if so, for those of you who don't know, who we're talking about Zack Ryder uh, from the WWE fame. And there was an episode of e c w where they uh they wanted to get zach to you know they wanted to get him over want to push him and they uh they put this outstanding young talent uh one rory fargo in the uh in the ring with him ten year veteran
1: yes, and uh I was Rory Fox that day, but then they had a wrestler known as alicia fox, and they said, oh I'm sorry, Rory, you can't be Rory Fox, you have to be well, I actually came up with it it was uh I was trying to think of a name. I went back over my list with Les Thatcher. You know, Rory Faith, Rob Fargo, <laughs> and then it's like, oh, let's do Fargo of the Fargo Brothers from the the nineteen sixties. So yeah, I became Rory Fargo for a day because I wasn't allowed to be Fox because of a diva. Yeah.
0: Mm. So uh, you know, something else we have in common. Our uh, lives have both been ruined by women. So you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, women and Matt
1: Cardona. Minute. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah those uh those new york boys uh not know, man yeah. no, i'm not, not not a fan of the new york guys you know they, they don't they don't have that same uh class and caliber that midwestern uh specifically iowa guys such as ourselves have you know what i mean
1: yeah you can't you can't trust anybody that says bro like every third word
0: <laughs> Just, <laughs> fucking <nah>. coasties <laughs> all right so here's yes so here's here's what happened uh you know a, you, you can tell it in your own ways but essentially there was a move and it's the uh it's the infamous exploding trunks deal where Matt grabbed uh, grabbed your trunks and they uh they ripped off and Rory's uh, dick was out there in front of everybody for everybody to see. Yes, everyone in
1: Rockford, Illinois got more than what they expected that night.
0: Well, hey, you know what? To be fair, Rockford, Illinois deserves to see your uh, your dick. They uh they need that. That's how they're struggling. <laughs> I
1: helped put Rockford on the map that night. <laughs> yeah
0: you went cheap trick jesus
1: oh cheap trick too hey there you go
0: right so that that was a, an, an incident that you know when i was i was kind of out of i wasn't really in like the like watching wrestling like i am now you know i was a 31 year old guy i gotta read all the dirt sheets and know exactly what's going on it's just a you're only 31 yeah jesus yeah i know I, shit. A, I fucking told you these women ruined my life dude <laughs> <laughs> look holy shit i couldn't help myself oh, jesus so uh this was on the ecw show and then for everybody who's watching they cut away after the incident happened and there you know with tv editing all that good shit that happened zach went on to have his uh his career and start uh start a couple mm. other projects that he's got and kind of left you to try to figure it out, how you got to, yeah. you know, move forward. Yeah, Matt's,
1: Matt's was starting, and mine was winding up after that night, after that humiliation.
0: You know, it it sucks, and, you know, I, like I say, we are friends now, and I, I, I hate to bring that shit up, but realistically, the ah. reason that happened and that being brought up is w- leading us to oh, hell, about the past, like, seven, eight months... What's been going on with you? So, you know, you guys can look that up, go look up on YouTube and get into all that shit, see exactly what happened. We're not going to focus on it too much because the cool shit's coming. I was, yeah, <laughs> it sure is. <laughs> this, it really but yeah, is. Your, reader,
1: your, your reader digest version here is I had a match with Zack Ryder on ECW television. In case you didn't know, WWE produced an ECW television show for what was it, two years? I don't even know. Yeah. But, uh, I wrestled young uh, young Zach aka Matthew now. We'll say Matt Cardona now because that's what he's called. Uh, Matt was ha- this was his second match on television, you know, and doing what's called an enhancement match or a squash match, which I hate that term, but that's the way it is. It, and when you when you have a squash match, it's all about getting that particular wrestler's persona over. So me being even being a ten year veteran of the business, I was the local, the local talent for the night, so that means I'm allowed uh, two or three forearms, maybe a roll up. But what happened in the match was Zach Ryder, AKA Matt Cardona, did the old school spot where I give him a couple shots, and he's supposed to beg off in the corner and yank him on my trunks, and then I hit the buckle. Well, Matt, being a WWE superstar, and me being a ten-year veteran, but oh. WWE superstars know everything. Matt decided to pull on my trunks when we were, we were still almost in the middle of the ring. So what happened was, as he yanked as hard as he could, and he he landed on his back, and my trunks ripped. They went straight <laughs> up. Yes, I know, trunks should never do that, but the former Ring of Honor women's champion, Kelly Klein, thought that was the best way to make some trunks. But either way, that's what happened, and no, I did not wear underwear under my trunks. I never did 10 years prior to that. I always had spandex trunks, but I went with a pleather design to, you know, flash things up a little bit.
0: <laughs> yep.
1: And I've done this spot probably 10 or 20 times in my career before that, and every other independent wrestler did that move to me, and they didn't pull as hard as they could. And Matt can say it till the till the day he dies – Oh, I didn't pull very hard. Yes, you did, Matt. You fucked up, Mr. WWE Superstar. And I know I'm the the local independent wrestling moron, but you pulled too hard that night, buddy. I'm right. You're wrong.
0: <laughs> yeah, I don't. I, I and don't, I don't
1: care. if It's been 11 years. It still will always be real to me. Damn it.
0: <laughs> I don't. Th- I don't think he's gonna listen to this. But eh, enough people I make him. Pay uh hey
1: if i retweet it and get it going and tag his ass in it and the major pod he might just listen
0: i'll make <laughs> you famous tonight stevie oh god i don't need that believe me i got enough problems of people knowing who i am it's, uh, it's how i lose a lot of friends <laughs> here's here's what i, uh, I want to lead into so Gallison and anderson they uh they had started just before they they got released from WWE, which they were just in the main event of WrestleMania at the Undertaker's last match and got released what like yeah. five fucking days later. Uh, Amazing. They, just prior to that, they had started the uh, the Talking Shop podcast, which goes back to you know they when they were in Japan, and I always liked the guys, so I started listening and it was a it was a couple episodes in and all they 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 brought up the the incident, right? And they were talking yeah. about it and uh, your boy. Carl Anderson, who I I love him because he's a Bengals fan just like myself, and we're not going to talk about that fucking game today. Go Cowboys. Fuck you. How about them Cowboys? (laughs) How about you suck my fucking Rory? How's that sound? (laughs) Anyway, we, uh, he had, uh, he had said, you know, something about along the lines of, uh, since you were on MTV True Life, which was a fucking huge success, like, how did you never get over And the story they told was, you know, right after they posted that, you would listen to it, too. And you're like, I'll fucking tell you exactly why. And there you go. The very next week, you're on a fucking podcast with them.
1: That's exactly what I did. Look, look, I, I've known uh, Carl Anderson, Chad Allegra for 20 years. I know him from back, you know, the Cincinnati days, Heartland Wrestling, when he was Chad Too Bad. All I said was, hey, I can tell you exactly why I didn't get a contract as a newspaper boy. And I did the same thing when Zack Ryder, Matt Cardona was on Talk is Jericho. They trashed me. They had a good laugh. And I messaged I messaged uh, Chris Jericho. I said, hey, I see you're coming to Des Moines. I'm, may I tell my side of the story? So here you go. Rory Fox is on the tour bus of his hero, Chris Jericho telling his side of the story, why Matt Cardona uh, made a mistake and I didn't. <laughs> so it, it just goes to show you, just it doesn't hurt to ask. What's the worst they could say? No, or just ignore it. So, yeah, I, got, I, I had social media appearances, me being a non-contracted pro wrestler, being interviewed by Chris Jericho, and then being interviewed by the Good Brothers, all because I asked if I could speak my side of the story.
0: There you go, kids. Well, fuck, there you go. Dude, just put yourself out there. (laughs) One of the – well, then then I'll get into how we know each other. So after that podcast got on there, I and I'll admit I wasn't too familiar with with who you were. I remember watching that show as a kid and kind of hearing about the incident from, uh, you know, just various things here and there. Something will pop up. And when you were talking about it, you're like, yeah, I'm right here in Cedar Rapids. I was like That motherfucker's in Cedar Rapids? Holy shit. I reach out to you. Yes, believe it or not. Yeah, I I sent you a message. I was like, hey, dude, you ever uh, uh, down to do a, you know, grab a couple drinks? I'm like, I'm right here in the Quad Cities, and we were shooting the shit back and forth, and you're like, dude, I'll be there this weekend, and we were going to go see the band Toxic Blonde. Toxic Blonde. Toxic Blonde. (laughs) And... You you go, uh, yeah. I'll be at this place, and it, this place used to be called the Rusty Nail. It's now called the Gypsy Highway, and you're like, you know where the Gypsy Highway is? And I go, oh Jesus, is this what kind of guy Rory is? <laughs> but you know what? Yep. Yeah,
1: that's what I that's what I like to do in my spare time. When I if I'm not pro wrestling on the weekends, I like to go see live music, and one of my favorite local live bands is Toxic Blunt.
0: Yeah, you, you invited me out, and I was like, you know what? I will, I'll fucking be there. So I I show up and uh the, dude, the this is the middle of uh the middle of pandemic and th- we've actually been yeah. there twice it was like asses to elbows in there i was like yeah yeah this probably ain't the <laughs> this probably ain't the spot during the middle of the whole covid thing but we sat down and you know had some drinks had some uh had some dinner and whatever just shot the shit i mean and, i and th-
1: and there was no mask that night they did do the temperature check but now it's you know, they, they, there was no mask in the building that night, but everyone uh, did the temperature
0: check. Yeah, no, the second time when they were doing the temperature check, they were doing it on the earlobe and the wrist. I'm like, what the fuck is this? Are they just doing it so they can say <laughs> they did it? <laughs> you know? Yeah. We gotta. T- I I don't know how the fuck that works. I'm like, this must be some new science, and I've not seen it since at any place. <laughs> but, but that was the uh, that was the first night. You know, I kind of picked your brain a little bit. And we were just, it was like we were old pals. We we're just sitting there talking shit about this wrestler and that wrestler and. We got into the conversation. I back. uh yeah, you uh, buy me a couple of
1: drinks, Rory Fox becomes your pal. <laughs> yeah,
0: that's, that's very uh, fucking true. No, I I'm sitting there yeah. and you're and you're talking to me in uh, what they call you know, for those of you on podcast land, they call it carney talking. I'm not a wrestler, I'm not in the business, so I always thought like I can't be that guy to say it, and you're just like, "Oh, that guy's such a big fucking money mark." that's ah, a shoot. And I'm like, well, "Fuck!" If he's saying it, I gotta go along with it. So, <laughs> I felt I felt cool because I was like talking like one of the boys. And that night ended. You know, I I ended up having to work that next day, so I couldn't stay for the whole show. That uh, and that night before we left, uh, a guy who's gonna come into the story later was there. Uh, a good little buddy of mine who I do stand up comedy with, little Mike Adralis. And to give you, oh Mike, uh, <laughs> yeah, is it Filipino Mike or just Mike? No, that's Filipino Mike. Mike is—he's uh, oh, okay. is, like he was born and raised in the Philippines. He is uh, five foot. That's my boy. Is he about five foot? I think he might be. He might be just a little over five foot. He ain't very big. And
1: he's like five four. Come on, he
0: is not fucking five four because I'm five nine. And I look down on him. So. I like him. He
1: makes me feel like a giant. <laughs> yeah,
0: he's he, he's the enhancement talent. He uh he is the, one of the most wild motherfuckers on the planet. And I need to get all three of us on a show together. But he yeah he shows up and he's talking. I'm like, hey, Mike, this is this is Rory. Yeah, I didn't I, I just ran into by chance. Like I know the guy very very well. And we're kind of just shooting the <laughs> shit. Everybody's you know kind of being cool and whatever. I think it's probably. Two, three months later, Toxic Blonde's playing again. And you're like, hey, I'm going to be down there. And I was actually checking out, uh, I was at an SCW show. I'm like, hey, you should come with. And you're like, I'm not fucking going to no wrestling show. I'm going to see Toxic Blonde. Hey, I'm 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 Dennis Stamp. I'm not booked. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not booked. I won't be there. I used to do that to comedy gigs because right. I thought that shit was fucking hilarious. And it turns out, it's like, hey, you, just, it is. Uh, you know, it's I mean, it, it, it's what it is. But mm-hmm. you were like, "Hey, I'll be over there," and I'm like, "Okay, cool." So I go meet you over there, and this time it's even more fucking packed. It is, yeah, packed, packed, and uh, oh, fucking Mike's there. Yeah, That Hot chick was there. <laughs> That's oh, what the one I got her Snapchat. Yeah. <laughs> because we were all talking, and everyone's like, "Oh my god, Rory likes
1: something. those
0: Amazons." Oh no, I was talking about I was talking about that one that was in that white dress. That every guy in the oh, bar was trying to hit on. Her. I ended up somehow getting her Snapchat, and that went nowhere. But <laughs> there was that Amazon. Oh, wanted.
1: that's right, the one that had the boyfriend, and you were still persistent.
0: She didn't have a boyfriend. Yes, uh, yeah, she did. Come no, on, no, no, she was banging my cousin, is what it was. <laughs> mm.
1: oh. Well, when we get to the Mike story, that's that's almost as bad. So yeah.
0: <laughs> it really is. I mean, we got we got a lot more to to cover there, but this is just giving yeah. our our yeah. friendship here. And yeah, Mike ended up being there that night, and I think that was the point where <laughs> yeah. next week we because you you knew we were both stand up comics, and that's when we talked you into doing stand up. Yeah, and me and Mike
1: bonded that night.
0: <laughs> yeah, he did, and sure as shit, you know this is this was actually the last open mic that we were able to do. So this is fun, like September or something like that. And you came down and you were like, hey, man, I don't know if I'm going to be able to have five minutes. And I was like, dude, you don't have to do all five. You're like, oh, fuck, okay, I'll be there. And You know, you wrote up, <laughs> you wrote up a whole set and you sure as shit. And me and Mike were sitting there waiting like, dude, is he going to fucking not show up at all? But about five, ten minutes before they are. And he got up and did stand up. But I was fucking proud of you. I was fucking proud of you. So Mike didn't even think I was gonna show up. No, we were we were sitting there debating. And we we're like, eh, I don't know if he's coming. I'm oh, like, that's he, awesome! I'm like, he said he would, and I'm like, I messaged him like an hour ago. I didn't hear shit, but he's an hour and a half away. So, <laughs> but then uh, we all did our set, and like most of us do, back in my uh, my drinking days, which I'm now a month and two weeks sober, which fucking <laughs> it's been rough. What the fuck? We, I was like, let's go out and let's go <laughs> out and have some drinks. And the first place I wanted to go, I wanted to go visit a buddy of mine who runs a bar. And and there was like no one in the bar. And we were all kind of waiting for everybody to filter over. And No,
1: started- let's let's go back to the comedy set, though.
0: Oh, you want to go come- Oh, yeah, yeah, uh, that's yeah. That's
1: amazing to me. Oh, okay, yeah. uh, you, you. Not only did you think I wasn't going to show, <laughs> I ended up performing. And I even went over my time. Yeah,
0: you did. I, <laughs> I think I told you you were going to. I was like, you know, that five minutes is going to go a lot different. You're timing yourself versus there's a crowd. It's going to be a little different. Yeah.
1: But thank you for sending that to me because now, uh, I learned what I could have shaved off of that now, and I could tighten that setup, and I would I would have nailed that. But uh,
0: yeah, that's that was it... a lot of fun, and
1: I was scared to do that, and you 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 talked me into doing something I was scared to do, so that was great.
0: Damn, you're impressionable. Hey, next time we're alone, I get some KY jelly.
1: No, yeah. but what <laughs> I learned from that <laughs> night is is. Doing stand up comedy, a lot of energy goes a long way.
0: Yes, it does. And I, because I, I told you, you know, just seeing from the previous things, I'm like, dude, you're, you're pretty good on the mic. You can do this. I'm like, but there's going to be just some challenges. And I'm sure once you, once you got the audio, I tried to send the video too, but I'm not computer no, literate. I no, I don't need to see the video. I, I just it.
1: can tell you, though, doing stand up, you look right into those bright lights and you just see the lights and you don't even see the faces anymore. And that's what I did. I didn't even think about the, the faces anymore. I just was looking straight ahead at the hard cam.
0: Yeah <laughs> there you go. It it helps out, yeah. you know, with those bright lights. I mean I've done I've done plenty of sets where you're at some yeah. small town bar in front of like the forty farmers that live there and you have to be interrupted. I might even night. do sunglasses next time. Yeah, you should
1: <laughs> Then like, I can really hide and be myself, you know.
0: There's only one guy that wears sunglasses on stage I've seen. I think his name is Blind Stein. So he's this blind, okay, he's well, this blind wow. guy, but he's got like a Facebook. And I'm like, how the fuck does he post to that? <laughs> it's did, Now,
1: but let me ask you though. I'm curious. Uh, now, all the other guys that were there tonight were stand up guys that have done this several times before. Did they think I did better than what they expected, or they're like, whatever, he sucks?
0: No, there was. I think there was that level of um, of not like curiosity because the in the stand up. Seen around here, you know, with all the all the open mic guys, you know, they get a little weary when um, improv people come in and try to do it because it's it's. I I don't I don't know why that is. I mean, if someone's going to get up there and make people laugh, like I don't I don't give a shit if it's if it's funny, it's funny. I know Mm. a lot of a lot of people who came from the improv world that do stand up very well, but I think they they were thinking, okay, what's this guy going to do? You know, is he gonna is he gonna being an athletic performer? How is this going to relate and I think a couple people were uh, were uh, were impressed and just want to see more. I mean, I know, I know, I was. I was like, "Hey, that that was good." I mean, you know, here's some things you got to work on. I mean, obviously, I didn't expect when you were coming out, and I told you, I'm like, "Dude, it's just, it's, it is a small crowd. It's going to be a different environment." And and the
1: funny part was, is yeah, back in my days at HWA, and even maybe 10 years ago, when. I try to do a wrestling match, and if they want me to remember too much, too much of the stuff, it, I, it always happens. It's, what's, it's, it's what called, it's what we call as a brain fart. So we'll be out in the ring, in the middle of the ring, doing something, and I'll completely forget what I was supposed to do next. And God damn it, I did it on stage too. <laughs> I said, I don't know where I'm going next. And then I go, oh yeah, and then I, and then I start going back into my routine. See, it's uh, <laughs>
0: for me, oh! I'm. My, you know, my, if I'm talking to somebody versus when I'm doing stand up, I can always have a lot better, <laughs> a lot better. I get a lot better laughs if I'm, if I'm kind of working with somebody, unless I like, I have something. So, yeah. with my stand up, I'll, instead of like writing out jokes, like, and maybe I should have did this early on, just like, <laughs> I might have been a little bit further along. But what I do is, like, if you see my set list, I have one, you know, like five lines, and it's just like a, like a B, <coughs> uh,
1: you, you know, got some bullet points. Yeah,
0: bullet points like Tinder date gone wrong, um, dinosaurs yeah. to help me sleep, and if you look at it, you're like, "What the fuck mm-hmm. is going?" And then because that's the way I like—I I write a lot of my material. Sometimes you can ride off that crowd, like I'm sure you do, and in, in the ring all the time. But it's oh, totally. You know, you get you kind of go with what the crowd's feeling, and yeah, you know, I I'm, have
1: bullet points out there. I just know I know what my ending is and what my beginning is, and. Everything else is just feeling out the crowd. It's just bullet points.
0: Yeah, that's why, you know, I got I got a lot of respect for for a lot of pro wrestlers, especially when they've got you know you hear hear the stories about guys that lay out you know almost every single move of what they're going to do, and they go out and wrestle for twenty five minutes. Like I can't lay out if I may have
1: to work that much harder. It's like if if I'm trying to remember what's happening next, how how am I going to let it register when I'm getting punched in the stomach or? Uh, getting hit in the chest or punched in the face. It's like, I can't go, oh, I, it's like, mm, what's next? <laughs> and the crowd sees that. So don't try to remember everything. Just have your bullet points. And I try to teach all these kids today that don't want to listen to me because I don't say it in a very nice way. And, you know, less is more. <laughs> Just like the old guys told to me and I didn't listen, you know.
0: Who uh who was the who gave you the biggest advice? This got kind of a little off uh, off subject, but who who gave you the best advice uh, about you know wrestling? Like you always hear the stories when guys are talking about they used to mentor under like a Harley Race, um, like CM Punk talked about that, and you know guys like that. Who gave you the best advice that you always always carried with you? I don't know.
1: It's more just the less is more. You don't have to do. It just they just said slow down if you what's that saying if you're uh if I as I don't know, it's just if you're I, I I can't really remember any specific people, but it's like I got more advice when it was too late to get a job with WWE anymore. But you know, I didn't I didn't realize back when I was actually getting the WWE enhancement matches. I wish someone would have there's that's the advice I would have liked to have known. Okay, Rory. Uh, when you do your match that night, earlier in the day, go find Brooklyn Brawler and ask him if you can cut a promo. I never got to cut any backstage promos. All I did was sit there and do my Hindu squats around the guy that I knew had the pen signing up the matches that night and I got my enhancement match.
0: And it didn't
1: go any further than an enhancement match. I didn't know I was supposed to go to Brooklyn Brawler and tell him I'd like to cut a promo. I have ideas. One time out of... Probably the 15 times I was there, I actually got to talk to Michael Hayes and pitch him my former child actor turned wrestler character. And he really seemed into it. But then during ECW, they had this this Karen, Taryn Terrell chick, uh, uh, Drew McIntyre's uh, ex-wife. Oh, she was yeah. the commissioner on ECW. And she just came up and totally interrupted my whole pitch to Michael Hayes who was interested in it and it never went any further than that but uh, yeah that's that's what I wish I would have known then but you know I was around guys like Bo Payne back in the HWA days around 2005 who been there done that AWA, WCW WWF stuff and I got jacked up to 205 and I really thought you know what I got a shot this time when I go back to WWE again I'm going to do something and he actually told me, I don't know if it's true or not, but you know, you go in the ring during the day and you do all these little practice matches that the cameras are picking up. And he's like, "That's that's just a that's just a rib." They know as soon as you guys come in the door, who they're going to use for a dark match, and you know who they really want to look at and who they're just using for enhancement matches. And you can go do this match all you want, and and he's like, you know. I'm five I'm nine, but now I'm a jack two oh five. And he's like, "You're still five nine, and you're going up to WWE. You know, it's it's gonna be tough. So,
0: we'll yeah. end up being
1: right. I mean, if you think about it, it's the indies are so different now. It's like I go on the indie shows now, and I'm considered a heavyweight now, and I'm two hundred pounds. <laughs> WWE ten years ago, when I was you know, on the radar, you had. Chris Benoit, Eddie Guerrero, Dean Malenko, Crash Holly. I mean, they only had so many small guys. And if you were going to be a smaller guy up there, you had to be very, very, very special. And I mean, I wasn't that special enough. Now, if WCW was stayed open, absolutely, I have no doubt that I could have been in that WCW cruiserweight division. Because I believe I was like a franchise Shane Douglas. I could have been like the franchise Shane Douglas of the cruiserweight division or, you know, and throw in a little bit of Chris Jericho. It's like, I know I could have did something there, but you know, two years into my career, WCW shut down. So guess what? You got to go to the big man's territory now to try to get a job. Good luck.
0: Yeah. It's, it's a, it's a there was no AEW. I
1: wish there was now, but I mean, I'm sorry, 10 years ago or 12 years ago, I wish there was an AEW, but
0: yeah, the uh, the wrestling world has been turned upside down, and I, I'm watching it more now than it, you know I was a couple of a yeah. couple of years ago. I was actually at the first All In show, which was awesome, magic, right? Oh, dude, oh the, electric! So the the two best shows I've ever been to in my life were actually in <sighs> Chicago. I was at that show, and I was at Money in the Bank 2011 when CM Punk won the belt. Oh shit, dude! I <laughs> I go back and watch that match all the fucking time, and I just um yeah. It was it was kind of a change. I, I was always hoping for a for a big change in the wrestling world, and thought they were going to do something with CM mm-hmm. Punk. And uh, you know, they had the Rock coming in, and he kind of got pushed aside, even when he was selling. He was selling yeah. just selling crazy amounts of T shirts and moving merch and print money. But you know, it, once All In happened, uh, you know that that really started the, and it got really really interesting. Um with uh, I got into New Japan. So were you were there
1: for the Nick Aldis Cody Rhodes match?
0: Oh yes, I was. I got some oh, co- God, I got some cool pictures of of great. dude when Cody was holding the belt up, I I got I got some cool mm-hmm. pictures cuz I was like four rows back and dude, it was it was incredible. Yeah. That uh and I, I I like Nick Aldis quite a bit. I think he's uh I think he's fantastic. Uh what the fuck? What was he called in the Impact? Ah shit oh god yeah i can't I can't, I can't i can't i'm having a having a brain fart because my uh my when he's going. part of that
1: american gladiator show and yeah
0: yeah he's a he, he's awesome just like i love him just sharp dressing and what i love about yeah dude what i love what about, a superstar yeah the the, the greatest he's thing. James,
1: like someone else has said this he's like james bond
0: yeah one of the coolest things i noticed and watching when NWA power was still going on, you know, before uh, quarantine, quarantine. But every time he mm-hmm. had the belt, he, that belt was never wound around his waist. He was always just holding it. Yeah. And that was something I, yeah. I was like, man, I don't know if that's an old school thing, but that, that is cool to me. It oh, it is. Like,
1: that's how Harley and that's how Flair used to hold the belt when they would do uh, promos in their suits, hyping the live event that night later on, it'd be on WCW Saturday night.
0: Yeah. That shit is, that, that's a classic. I did TV. it.
1: And I had tried to do that at CEW. If I, If I did any promos where I'm in my street clothes, my suit coat and stuff, I would always try to hold the belt there. That's how you did it. And that's where I got it from, you know, those NWA world champions.
0: That shit's a, it's a classic. Um, But to talk about where the, where the wrestling world is going into. So I, when AEW started, I, I wanted because the way that WWE seemed to be going was they were using all these really great guys and, you know, you had all this hope when when cats like Shinsuke Nakamura went over, when Gals and Anderson went yeah. there. You're like, oh, dude! And then Finn Balor was there. You're like, these guys are gonna fucking murder this place, and
1: and they did it
0: NXT. They did. They definitely did in NXT. Man, those NXT matches with like, uh, just it put Samoa Joe in any any NXT match, I and mean, he was fucking money. And I love Samoa Joe, and I still do. But it's like,
1: yeah, Nakamura too, and I, I in w- Samoa Joe, and I, I wish James Storm would have hung around a little longer in NXT, but you know he got better money at Impact, so what are you gonna do?
0: Hey, fuck that! I, I love James Storm. He's a, uh, I want to hang out with that dude. I want to go hunting with him. I think yeah, I mean- <laughs> and Gallows
1: and Anderson. Could you imagine now if they would have did a little bit of time in NXT and oh, did one of them takeovers? That would have been amazing, dude. They would. I know fucking- they wanted to go directly to the roster, but credibility wise, I mean, they might have been facing FTR there, you
0: know, that would have been, you no, know. yeah, those would have been fucking absolute killer matches them. And I man, I don't know how they would have paired against, uh, yeah, DIY, Carl had, had to
1: take an atomic drop too.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. If you listen to talking
1: shop, mm-hmm. it's a little inside joke.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, so, you know, fast forward to, uh, where the, where I, the wrestling business is, uh, I, I'm more excited. Like I am. I, I put a I put a post on Facebook, but you know, I, it, it's kind of true. I'm my uh, my dating life is not doing so hot. I was literally talking to a girl for about two weeks, and things. I go hear you. And she she told me she needs some space and time. I'm like, we've never met. <laughs> so, but it's like you know, she was that tender? Tind- was that Tinder or Facebook uh, dating? Yeah, uh, that was a Tinder. That was a Tinder one.
1: <laughs> uh, fucking Tinder. It's so confusing. It's like. They want to get to know you before they meet you, but you end up talking so long that then they lose interest in you. That's I- So it's like, what do you do? Do you do just a couple lines and then say, let's meet somewhere? Then they think you're being too pushy. But at the same time, it's like, we have to keep it short so you can see me in person. And it's like, you may be attracted to me and then you may want to talk some more, but when you're talking, oh, I just, I just want to take some time and get to know you.
0: Oh then God, I got those. Eventually, lines. you
1: say something you're not supposed to, and then you don't. They ghost you,
0: dude. Do you have Tinder right now?
1: I have Tinder. That's oh. bullshit. I, oh I, I you know what? Every time that I think something's going to happen with Tinder, it doesn't. How it always happens where I actually get to meet someone is actually through a friend. Through a friend, or th- or through your sister's friends is the only way to go tender it's just they want. It's like you're you're in a relationship texting someone, but you never see them, and that's what Tinder is. It's like you sit there and it just goes on and on and on and on. It's like I'm not even dating you yet, and I got to do all this fucking texting,
0: dude. I think your Tinder profile. You need to update your Tinder profile. I'll send you a screenshot of mine. It's fucking hilarious. Uh, but you need yeah. to put you need to put you at uh, which we're going to get into here in a second. Uh, the talking shop mania, the first one. <laughs> yeah, on. maybe
1: that'll be better. But this, th- and then and then the first damn thing they ask, you know, where do you work or what's your job? So pretty much they're saying is, is how much you how much do you make before I meet you? It's like, <laughs> can not you just be a built good looking guy that goes to work every day? You got to you got to know how much they fucking make.
0: <laughs> right hold on hey copper having an interview here bud hey what oh my dog is barking hey tell the me.
1: dog to keep it
0: down I know well he's no. that's <sighs> he's probably gonna go outside and take a shit no because he likes to do that in the house now because he won't take a shit when he's on a leash I'll, I'll let him out walk him around in the morning drag his ass back in Take the leash off them. I Rico never
1: do, Rico never does that. Rico there. just chills out and uses the litter box, don't you, Rico?
0: Adad, Adel-
1: don't shop right here, at Rico.
0: <laughs> Dude, I um, yeah, where, uh, where are we going? Oh, yeah, just the whole little tender thing. And I, I've, you know, because it's gotten to a point where they're like, okay, well, we're gonna meet, and I go, is it really worth me going out on a Friday and Saturday night when there's gonna be a pay per view? Which now there's quite a few wrestling pay-per-views and things out there that's keeping me interested a lot. Yeah. What one of the, one of the first ones I'll talk about and you've now made uh they've made enough noise that it seems like you're a regular regular. The talking shop a mania podcast or uh, talking shop mania, a mania. But
1: let's, let's stop right there. Talking shop a mania appearance would not have happened if I would not have been on the talking shop podcast first and been totally, out of control all because of me saying I'll tell you exactly why I didn't get a job after MTV <laughs> so anyway but yeah there we go talking to of mania
0: yeah we we get to it and I knew I was gonna watch it it was a uh, it was a Friday night and my buddy's dad was coming down and we we made good buddies um he's up from uh up northern uh, northeastern Iowa and I was like he goes well my buddy booty he goes "Brucey's in town and he wants to uh you know he wants to hang out I'm like I gotta watch his I gotta watch this pay-per-view dude i gotta <laughs> see it so like watch it here and i go eh, you guys aren't really wrestling fans so i and i didn't i had somewhat of an idea what it was going to be like but i go yeah we'll, we'll give it a shot and we're we all watch it and getting into it it was i i thought it was the funniest thing on the planet these guys had you know watched a little bit of wrestling back in the day so they were kind of familiar with some people and they they kind of got it and Watching them laugh at a bunch of this shit, I'm like, oh, thank God, <laughs> thank God, I'm not the only one laughing at half the shit. Um, but how
1: did you feel though when they were just they started the show off for like five minutes, just talking like they're on their podcast? I was like, what is this shit?
0: You know what i I thought it was absolutely necessary because again, this whole you thing, did oh, okay. yeah, because it started yeah. with a podcast and you know various other things yeah. that I've I've done, you know, like previous projects like um, Working Class, mm-hmm. um, Bow Hunter dude. When we were you know, we were a podcast, and then you know if we were gonna do anything on camera, we kind of had to keep the same. Dynamics. I thought they were just
1: killing time, but then again, it's like all the people watching are familiar with the podcast, so you want to start off with the good brothers talking, I guess.
0: Exactly. Yeah. So I, I thought it bled in well, and yeah. I I enjoyed the opening segments. And one of my favorite things is Carl Anderson wearing the hot Asian wife NWO shirt. I'm like, that shirt fucking rules. <laughs> yeah. But you know, getting into it, it was a. Uh, I'm glad I was drinking for this first one because it started to turn into a shit show. And I love the commentary and I love it was just filmed in Gallo's backyard. Uh, it was some of the, some of the appearances. I just, I, I didn't expect, I didn't see, expect to see Teddy long. I'm like, Holy fuck. They got Teddy long and
1: Raven's flock. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> yeah.
0: They, uh, but my, my favorite guy is, uh, the nature boy, Paul Lee. <laughs> yeah. I, 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 I understood that there was going to be a lot of jokes. I thought that, they might have actually done more wrestling than, um, yeah, than what they did. But you yeah, know, it's what it was. And I knew I was.
1: Hey, I would I would have put more time in, but that's all they wanted. I wasn't gonna ask for more time.
0: Oh fuck it! Yeah, I remember you? Uh, yeah. I remember, you, like you posted a picture. you were down there. I'm like, oh, that's that's fucking awesome. And then uh, I I knew I was getting excited to watch it. And he, I didn't ask you what the what any of the finish is gonna be or anything like that. But I knew you had filmed yeah. it. And I'm like, what? And I would not have told you. you. Yeah, you were like, what's, and I, I wanted to watch and be surprised because I was like, dude, this is the only mm-hmm. time where, you know, there's a lot of shit that, uh, the, with the wrestling dirt sheets that uh, you kind of have an idea what's going to happen. I'm like, yeah, you know what, fuck it, dude, this yeah. is, I know these guys kind of are appreciative of the same era I was, so there's going to be a lot of fun shit that I just need to yeah. be surprised about. No
1: spoilers other than someone leaked out some photographs,
0: but everything else,
1: nobody knew what was going on.
0: It was great, uh, and yeah. then it gets to uh, <laughs> one of my other favorite guys is fucking freight train. Uh, yeah, <laughs> he, became, <laughs> he became a favorite of mine, <laughs> talking Chop mania too. But uh, uh, when it got when it got to your match. I was like, oh, fuck, there's Rory. There's Rory. And, uh... Oh, before
1: you go there, there's rumors of a Rory Fox versus Freight Train at Talking Shop 3, which
0: I'm trying to do my best against that because I'm
1: told Freight Train cannot sell, and Professor Russell Rory Fox cannot go out and wrestle Freight Train and him not sell. That just wouldn't work for me. That wouldn't work
0: for me, brother. Who <laughs> Did he Did he wrestle Kozlov the first I think so, because I think Koslow was mad because he wouldn't. Oh, no, he was in that battle royal. Oh, he just
1: no sold everybody and won the battle royal. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. But anyway, i i Anderson told me, yeah, if freight train's not allowed to sell, then fuck, I don't want to wrestle. <laughs> but you're, anyway, you're going on about my match.
0: Oh, yeah, here we go. Well, <sighs> you come out and, uh, I I got this backwards. I was gonna go back and rewatch it. I just I got I got caught up with some shit. I was gonna watch both yeah. of them because uh, I still haven't seen. Anderson he- made my
1: long, famous, or uh, Big LG. <laughs>
0: yeah, they. Uh, you ended up wrestling uh, Swoggle and uh, Brian Myers. Yeah, and I, I, yeah, I made I made
1: the challenge. I made the challenge to Matt Cardona, and Brian Myers interrupted, and he brought out my opponent.
0: Oh, that's right, that's right. I, I remember seeing it, and I'm like, okay, you know, this is going, you know, whatever. And all of a sudden, your trunks get ripped off again, and there you are, uh, ass cheeks, a-flapping, and a lady's thong. I'm like, oh, okay. No, it's
1: not a lady's thong. It was a male thong.
0: Was it a male thong? I thought you were going to wear a lady's one.
1: Yes. No, it was a Calvin Klein.
0: <laughs> and I was, like, so excited to watch this, and I was like, man... You know, Rory's out here doing some cool shit. I, w- I really want to post this because I'm I'm so proud of him. You know, he's he he he's found a new spark in his wrestling career. He's gonna be man. Yeah, this is gonna this is gonna really make him. And then I'm like looking at this, and I go, well, there's his ass cheeks again, <laughs> right out in front of everybody. So I just I posted a picture, and I, you know what? I was uh, I was ha- I was happy as fuck with it. The uh, the boner yard match was uh was obviously a highlight, but <laughs> which you made a mm-hmm. run in on that too.
1: Yeah, i I was so over with the Good Brothers by my performance that they wanted me to uh, have a run in in the main event there. <laughs>
0: still, still rocking the thong, it and, and that was
1: the thing. I made the most of it. You know, I became relevant again on a national scale. Like, you know, I'm the good wrestler, the guy well known in the Midwest, but this put my name back out on a national level again. And I made the most of it. And that's where that show. The woo 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 kiss my ass came out of that.
0: <laughs> it did. it. it's, it was, uh, I, it, it was, it was definitely an experience that I'm like, man, I'm glad I witnessed that. And then I, they started talking about, uh, I think they announced it on, they, they did a show with Jericho. Uh,
1: yeah. And they talked about and, it too.
0: And they talked about it. And I think they were, that's when they announced the second one. And yeah. of course, they they had talked. Jericho about knows it. me. <laughs> That's awesome because he said, he even said in the uh, promo because they got um, like the the day of or whatever they got him to you know do a do a nice little yeah. video and he's like even Rory Fox. I'm like, hey, Jericho said Rory's fucking name. <laughs>
1: yeah, and and uh, my my arch enemy JT Energy, he did some video for me. It goes top draws for sure, Gallows and Anderson, Rory Fox, greatest of all time. Uh, he's a technical he's a video wizard so i took advantage of that
0: that's awesome uh then we get to uh just before talking shop mania or right around there something that and i've got the websites pulled up too uh things were just getting really really hot for you and uh you know talking shop mania happened and you now have shirts available on pro wrestling tees and collar and elbow brand which yes when i saw that because if any anybody who follows a lot of the um, you know wrestlers who aren't essentially with WWE, you know a lot of the big name indie guys, pro wrestling tees has been uh been very very cool to let guys that are you know out there working have their own shirts, their designs, and uh, all the money goes to you guys on a very very big level. I mean, these are guys that have shirts in inside a hot topic. Well, a
1: percentage of the money goes
0: to us, but yeah, it's yeah, a great. Well, yeah, you know what I mean. Now. Yeah.
1: It, it used to – you had to be a, uh, an ex WWE star to get a T-shirt. Then they changed things. But then again, Matt Cardona was going to help me if Pressing T's denied me having a store. He was going to put the word in for me. So even if he is a piece of shit, he was going to do that for me. I'll give him that. <laughs> I
0: see. I but, see uh,
1: yeah, so now this is the thing. You know, I'm not on WWE or anything, but because of Talk Shop of Mania and because of the Major Wrestling Figure podcast – here I am, twenty years later. I'm on pressing tees and collar and elbow now, and I'm relevant as ever. And the funny thing, the uh, collar and elbow t-shirt. The 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 CEO Rod was there. Rod is the guy that makes everything happen at Collar and Elbow. As soon as I did my match at Talking Shop of Mania Two, I jumped out of that damn ring and I saw Rod. Hey Rod, I got an idea and. I didn't even have to send him some design or go through some web designer, any of that shit. I said, Hey, I got an idea. I have a picture with a fan. It's from 20 years ago. It's a custom made fan tank top shirt. And I, I want to use that shirt again. And I want it to have a roots of fight style to it. Mm-hmm. And instead of it saying that this, this paper boy comes to collect, it's going to say, Rapid delivery, Rory Fox, delivering the goods since 99. And he's just like, here's my number. Text me your idea. We'll make it happen. Presto, two weeks later, I got a shirt on collar and elbow. All because I went after it and I pursued my idea.
0: It's, yeah. I mean, that's a, that's a dream story, The the shirt. I like the pro wrestling tees designs. I think they're, they they got a variety. But this shirt, when I saw that, I was like, that is the, there's, a, there's, n... I love very simple designs, especially when it comes to, to like wrestling shirts. Yeah. Uh, you know, when it gets all frilly and de- like, that's why, you know, I think that's why one of the reasons why Austin 316, not only because he was so over, but just, it just said Austin 316 on Steve Austin's shirt. Like, simple, you know exactly. But it didn't look like a
1: pro wrestling shirt. No, it didn't. And that's the thing with my rapid delivery Rory Fox shirt. It's a real soft, it has a soft feel to it, but it's a shirt that you can wear anywhere and you're not going to have people fucking with you or making fun of you or asking what's up with that shirt. You can wear it anywhere. The, the key to a successful wrestling shirt is it doesn't look like a wrestling shirt. The NWO, Austin 316, a lot of these shirts, if, if they don't look like a wrestling shirt, they're going to be a good seller.
0: Yeah, this it's one's. Uh, you This one's my favorite. I actually ordered one, and yeah. I want I wanted to wear it today, but I was I was like, "Where in the fuck is this shirt?" Because I you know I ordered it. Oh, are you
1: still waiting?
0: Yeah. No. Well, <laughs> well, it's my fault because when I put it in, I had uh, you know I had like I paid with PayPal, and I had an old mm-hmm. debit card, so they sent me a new debit card with that stupid ass chip reader, which you know, if you oh, the yeah. non contact, which you still got to put your fucking pin in. It's like okay, well, this doesn't make yeah. any sense. I had left mm. it in there, so the thing was sitting there for a while. I was like, ah, oh, shit. <laughs> I got to read because the car just came up. It's not active anymore. Like, I switched over, so they sh- they shut them all off. I'm like, all right, well. That was my stupid ass because I was waiting on a bunch of other shit, too. But did you
1: do it during the Black Friday week where it was 30% off?
0: Uh, yeah, I did it like that. Fr- it was like Friday or Monday, so it was like Cyber Monday. Yeah, yeah, yeah till it's on November 30th. Done. Yeah, I might I have done it. Yeah. How's that December? Friday? Anyway, but, it was... But, it was around there, but I don't, but yeah, but-
1: that's great though. But that's great though. That's the thing. It, this has changed everything. Like before, uh, someone like me, an independent contractor, I'd have to buy a box of t-shirts and schlep them around to every show and hopefully try to get my money back. It's like a box of t-shirts costs $200 or more. Now you pay for a design and you send it into the company like pros and t's. And Every time you make a sale, you're making between seven to ten dollars a shirt, and you're not having to do anything except promote it on social media. And come the first of the month, you get that little that little alert that your PayPal you got money. It's great.
0: It's awesome. Yeah, if you do get a chance, this is the one I got pulled up. I got both things pulled up, but yeah, it's a yeah. I just remember seeing it, and it it's so like old school, but so fucking great, and it's red. It's got the stars like how your how your trunks had, and I'm uh, I'm, a, I'm I'm yeah. a fan of it. It was uh, as soon as I saw, it, I'm like I gotta have that. Uh, I think those guys are doing uh, doing some cool shit, but uh, the pro wrestling tease one, and I got you on video. You don't <laughs> you don't have me on video, but you're wearing the always angry. Uh, I can
1: see you. I don't have you on video.
0: Can you? really – Oh, I don't know. Are you just looking at a? Oh, I've been watching you on my phone. I don't have like a stand, so you're probably just looking oh. at my ceiling. No, I got that. Hey, look, there's a there's a little.
1: Okay, I guess I'm just looking at a little still shot of you up there. Yeah, I up thought in the corner. You, that was you.
0: <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> no oh, not... you
1: can't even see my always angry T-shirt. On. No,
0: no, I can. I can oh. see it. I'm looking at it right now.
1: Oh, you can. Okay. Yeah. I thought you said you couldn't see me yet.
0: No, that's how I knew. I that's how I knew you had it on, Rory.
1: <laughs> oh, I'm. I guess I can't see you then. I'm just seeing. Is that your profile picture?
0: Yeah, it with is. The hat on. Yeah. Uh, uh, should that be my Tinder profile I don't to make picture? That work. Oh, because I got I got the camera turned off. Oh shit! Yeah, oh, Jesus. Oh, Rory's been drinking. Wait,
1: one second. <laughs> I can still hear you? We're experiencing technical difficulties. Here we go. No, and
0: I and I gotta I gotta ask because uh, I, I saw maybe you were uh, you were trolling a little bit of a pro wrestling tease. Uh, are you gonna get a yeah. micro brawler?
1: Hey, that's the way it sounds. <laughs> uh, when I when I uh, was on the very first edition of the Major Wrestling Figure Podcast on Twitter, their first live feed, I gave him a hard time. You know, I accused him of being cheap. You know, they have Mark Sterling, Brian Myers, Matt Cardona, and the four, you know, there's four in the pack, and they used Hornswoggle. So I accused them of saving money by putting little Hornswoggle in there because he, he's only half the cost, and they save money on that, and they get more profits. That's why they didn't have Rory Fox in it. But apparently to them, apparently the Major Wrestling Figure podcast, there will be a Rory Fox micro brawler through Major Wrestling Figure podcast, one that I won't even have to pay for. So that would be great. But I have a design now, and it's on wrestling Tees right now. If you wanted to know what a Rory Fox figure looked like in the WWF Hasbro days, there is a t-shirt now with a WWF Rory a Rory Hasbro design so that would be my idea for a uh, micro brawler but uh ceo uh ryan he said hey we can make it happen but I- i'm hoping the major podcast does it first for me
0: yeah no shit and boys and boys got enough money they can uh, they can help a brother out and yeah they
1: uh you know hey I- that's another thing kids about opportunities brian myers asked me to be on the show to uh, troll Matt, Matt had no idea I was going to be on the show. So when I came on the air and just just buried Matt and talked all kinds of smack, he had no idea. And I just started spitting out catchphrases. And over two weeks, I had three t-shirts on pressing tees. <laughs> <laughs> it's,
0: <laughs> that's just, yeah. it's it's fucking hilarious to me. And it's cool to for me to sit here and watch it go down because... You know, like I'm uh, people who listen to this, and you know, know me from previous whatever. Everybody knows me. At some point, I'm going to talk pro wrestling, and yeah. being able to, you know, kind of kind of have a have a buddy such as yourself. I, I consider ourselves friends after we drank with uh, a Adralis is a friend of ours too. Don't fucking <laughs> don't think that Mike he isn't in there too. But it's it's just fascinating to be able to see all this come together. Just especially with guys that I've, I've known about for a while and to be able to, you know, have some, have a little back and forth with, uh, with some people like it's, it's been really nice to be a wrestling fan, but also to start to see more people as, you know, uh, actual human beings. Like, I mean, I think me and gallows have uh, you get to see behind the
1: curtain a little bit.
0: Yeah. We've, we've just Just mentioned, said some shit back and forth to each other on Instagram or whatever. And, yeah, you know, DMs, and just, it's it's always in good fun, you know, talking, <laughs> saying something about, uh, I wanted to, it was like talking shop mania, too, and, like, get ready for this one. I go, yeah, last time I did that, I got so drunk at a bar, I uh, was telling the bartender she could lick my butthole if she wanted to, and he goes, well, serve it up with a side of steak, buddy. <laughs> I'm like, Jesus. Oh, God. God damn! <laughs> I was like, you know, I didn't, uh, didn't expect that kind of response, but it's funny, man, It's a, it's a really interesting time to watch watch pro wrestling happen and especially with the way that business has got to be handled with, with quarantine. Another thing I liked about talking Chop mania too, which I hope they, if they do a third one, they can bring in. was, um, was, uh, Chico El Luchador's segment with, uh, with Chavo and just how that was filmed yeah. in a, it, it gives a brand new twist on, on pro wrestling that I think is good. yeah they said
1: that cost a lot of money
0: <laughs> yeah it looked like it they filmed uh i don't know what that uh, people who are in in the film yeah it was on a sound
1: stage because they're out in california because of quarantine mm-hmm.
0: so yeah and, and you know there's that that, yeah, that was not
1: filmed that was not filmed at the gallows can't compound
0: <laughs> <laughs> they're in a uh, lovely georgia now i uh i just i i think it's very very good and Things like that, like talking shop mania. Obviously, AEW's coming in, pro wrestling teas. They're making it a lot easier for a lot of guys who aren't making the big bucks. You know, where it seemed like the only major promotions you were ever going to make money in was either WWE or, at this point, New Japan. But there's there's options in the past. Shit, I guess I guess all it was about three years ago, two years, two three years ago. It's just been awesome to see. Yeah. Lots of change. What's uh what's up next for you then? What do you got uh, what do you got planned? Are you gonna be talking shop mania heavyweight champ or what? I don't
1: know about that. Uh, I would like to face uh I would like to face nature nature boy Paul Lee now <laughs> and have Snoop Dogg do commentary.
0: <laughs> Dude but, I uh, I I heard the, I heard the boys talking about that, how awesome that would be. Yeah, hey,
1: if if they're gonna do a Paul Lee match, I want it to be against me. I don't want to wrestle freight train <laughs> But uh, that other thing, the Paul Lee part with Frankie Coverdale at the first one was so funny when uh, Nature Boy was wooing as <laughs> as Frankie Coverdale's water was going into the face was going into the water each time. Woo! Woo! <laughs> But, uh, but, yeah, I, I, I think George North and Nature Boy stole the show at part two, man. I watched that live. And I, did, I had no idea Nature Boy Paul Lee could do that flare flip in the corner. I, I popped <laughs> big on that.
0: Who, can, can I ask, like, I've, I've, I have I've started seeing him pop up. Who the fuck is George North? I got to know this. That, George North? Oh, is that me or you?
1: That's uh, me. I'm going to have to trade him out
0: here. Oh, you're dying.
1: <laughs> Pause one second here.
0: I got you, motherfucker. And we're recording again. Uh yeah, before uh before your AirPods died, which I need to get a pair of AirPods. Uh yeah, I was going to mention that. Let's do a that... GoFundMe, GoFundMe. They're like $200. Jesus, man, I'm not paying that much. I don't even think you get if you buy cuz I got I, I got to get a new. Are you there still? Uh-oh. And we lost them. All right, now we're uh, we're back on. A uh, little technical difficulty. We're both uh, we're both just a uh, couple of idiots who are trying to talk to each other and put it out in the world. So <laughs> that's, yeah, that's a. Uh, I think the we're question. We're
1: not tech savvy.
0: No, that's why we're not uh, doing computers. That's why we uh, we do the dumb shit that we do just to try to make a living. But I asked you. One's a,
1: one's a, one's a redneck. One's a pro wrestler. We're not tech savvy.
0: <laughs> did you? You grew up more in the country than I did. Yeah, but
1: you're the one wearing the camouflage hats and the beards and stuff. I thought that's your
0: gimmick. <laughs> it is. I actually, uh, I bought my first camouflage jacket because I thought because uh, Stone Cold always wore them, and I was like, "Oh, dude, how fucking cool would that be?" Yeah. You know, to hunt with Steve Austin one day, and that's what got the wheels spinning. And then I'm like, uh, "Man, Steve Austin does it." There's got to be something to it. And then I looked into hunting, and that's how I how I started hunting. Someday, someday. Yeah, maybe we'll see, but. Uh, Speaking of someday next year, what's uh what's up next for Rory Fox? I tried to ask us before we had technical difficulties, but what's uh what's up next for you?
1: Well, here is the plan. Now I understand the vaccines are starting to come out, but uh if they're I was told WrestleMania is gonna be in Tampa this year instead of Los Angeles. So they're gonna delay the Los Angeles WrestleMania by one year. So if WrestleMania does happen in Tampa in twenty twenty one during WrestleMania week, it will happen: Matt Cardona versus Rapid Rory Fox, and the tuxedo match—the biggest grudge in professional wrestling today. The tuxedo match will happen.
0: Um, and I, I, I remember you, uh, you guys were talking about that, and I told you whenever this tuxedo match happens, I'm going to be well, there, and I'm probably going to just stay in your hotel room with you because I'm not going to fucking pay for one. You're well, going to have your shit paid a for. Of
1: my buddies. Uh, <laughs> A couple of my buddies from Cincinnati, and then one of my buddies from Iowa, are going to be down there. So they might have some room for you.
0: <laughs> no shit, I, dude. I, I I am not going to miss that. I thought. Remember when the talks about the tux, this, this Tuxedo match has been in a uh, in the works for a long time. It sounds like, and I, I dude. I, there, there's no way I'm going to fucking miss it. I will uh, take some vacation. It's going to be uh, it's going to be the shit. Yes,
1: yeah, it will be worth it. It's going to be a bloody, a bloody tuxedo match. It's going to be a fight. It's not going to be Harvey Whippleman versus. God, I always forget the other part of it. Harvey Whippleman versus Howard Finkel tuxedo match on Raw. It's going to be blood and guts. It's going to be a fight because I want to humiliate Matt Cardona just like he did to me on ECW eleven years ago. I want him to feel the shame that I felt and I've had to carry for eleven years. Woo woo woo! Kiss my ass, Matt Cardona.
0: <laughs> Dude, this is uh this is the shit. This is what you want to see—the Iowa boy, the old, you know. Th- th- this is this is in the makings of a movie. You know, the old cowboy who lost his shot at the big time. Now he's going after the pretty, uh, pretty East Coast boy with the uh, the hot wife. Yeah. and and, uh,
1: and Matt can keep and Matt can keep making a joke about everything that I can't afford Wi-Fi. <laughs> uh, I have to go to the library. Matt, this is my Wrestlemania moment. This is as close as I'm ever going to get, so keep taking me lightly, because I'm going to embarrass you come Wrestlemania week in Tampa.
0: Dude, we got to, uh... <laughs> I, it, it's always funny, like, whenever uh, you get in, like, a, uh, a Zoom meeting, or um, a lot of times they do the uh, the boozing with the boys, the uh, gals in Anderson. Yeah. <laughs> And the night we were going to do stand up, and I—if uh, I ever meet him in person—we'll <laughs> we'll apologize to him. Or I will. But you hopped in, and we signed yeah. in on mine. And we were watching on a phone, and <clears throat> I think you're, you're trying to you're trying to call out Gallows or whatever. And it was just Carl Anderson and Carl was
1: find to host the show, and yeah,
0: <laughs> and, and Ethan Page was on there, and yeah. you know they finally they finally caught glimpse, and you were there, and you were just doing your little spiel, and. You hand me back the phone, and it, you know I, I I use Zoom on my on my iPad, so I'm not too familiar with it on my yeah. phone. So I didn't unmute myself, and I start reading the comments, and they're fucking burying you, and I'm laughing. I'm like, Jesus, Rory, they're fucking burying you. I'm like, they said you you had to use someone else's shit because you couldn't afford the twenty dollar Patreon, and I'm fucking losing my shit. And I just hear, I just, who was the, the Marks or Carl Anderson? No, it was uh, the, the Marks. Yeah, Marks are saying, of that.
1: course, the Marks are like. It's like, that's why they're Marks. Why the fuck would I spend $20 to do boozing with the boys when I'm a part of talking Shop? That's why you fucking Marks are Marks, you idiot.
0: <laughs> Dude, so can't
1: afford 20. Why would I pay for Patreon? I'm part of the <laughs> talent. Idiot.
0: <laughs> fucking... It's
1: called an ambush. I ambush Carl Anderson. And I text messages of that, and he said, "Boy, you, boy, you did it! You, boy, you uh, ambushed me, Rory."
0: Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, when they're trying to go on, they're trying to he introduce. had No
1: idea that I was going
0: to be on there. No, it, you know, because it was signed of my name, so you could see my name and yes. my. I, I was, was on video, fun. and again, it wasn't muted. And Carl's like trying to uh, introduce their their guest, Ethan Page, who I'm a yeah. I, I'm a fan of. I, I like I like those guys. I like the North. I think they're. I, the dude. I think they're fantastic, and then. I'm I'm just laughing at this talking about it and then I just hear I just hear, Hey, Stevie Bo. I'm like, Yeah? He goes, Your mic's still on. I go, Oh, Jesus Christ, I'm sorry, dude. And he goes, No, no problem. <laughs> like I think he knew when you handed me the phone back, like I just it did it it wasn't like I forgot to turn it off mute. So I feel bad. He's
1: <laughs> like he's like and, and machine gun's like sorry we're just trying to start a show <laughs> and I just keep going on and on and he's, he's trying to do the intro to his show and I just boom
0: just ambushed him yeah then that ended and then I did it too and it's like god damn dude I'm i I'm, I'm sorry I am like I should have just ended with I didn't mean to ruin the black paint at the party <laughs> yeah <laughs> mm. but yeah that was uh... oh,
1: that was that... that was a good one and also trolling uh Matt Cardona on a live... uh, What do they call them now? These virtual auctions?
0: (laughs) Yeah, they've been... uh, I think they... Do they do them on Zoom meetings or do they just do them on Lives? Because I've seen some of that shit. This was on
1: Facebook. This was on Facebook Live.
0: Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: And I had no idea how it worked. I didn't know. I could just type in and say, okay, I'll take photo number A, and then I typed in what I wanted to say, and that... That dude running the show just starts repeating what I had just typed, and then Matt's writing it all down on an 8 by eight ten. It's like, I didn't go to a PayPal first and buy the picture. They just took my word for it, and they just start repeating <laughs> what I typed. It was so great.
0: Is that when he, like, stops writing? He goes, all right, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, but
1: anyway, they go, I'm sorry I pulled on your trunks. Or whatever, and then Matt just like closes his eyes and like just sits there for a couple seconds, and then he just goes right back into writing it. And then he actually said, oh, "How do you spell? Is, how do you spell Rory? Is it two R's or one?" Like, <laughs> oh my god, look at this guy! You are, you are from New Jersey or wherever. It's like,
0: Jesus. Dude, what was what was funny is that after that first night that we uh, we saw Toxic Blonde, we took a picture. We actually had to draw let's take the picture, so that's why we look so tall, cause when he was like trying to hold it up, we you know, yeah. we're still <laughs> we're still fucking above him. Yeah. And uh you know, there's I, I did the Long Island and you did the middle finger and you sent it to him or you tweeted him. And I'm in this little pro yeah. wrestling group, a uh, bunch of guys, it's uh, uh the, the boys at World Wrestling Chat. It's a uh, it's a little, yeah. little small they face. Think of it? I got a, I got a fucking I got tagged in it, and they go, You're famous, bro. I was like, what? <clears throat> I go uh, and look, and I guess <laughs> Matt Cardona retweeted it, and I go, oh, God damn. i like, look at drunk fucking Steve and half-drunk Rory. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> fucking doing stupid shit. Yeah. And a friend of mine out in yeah. California, she's a big Matt Cardona fan, and I was like, hey, did you uh-huh. go check his Twitter already, or Twitter yet? And she goes, oh, my God, how the fuck did that happen? I go, long story.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's the great thing about Matt. When I talk shit to him, he retweets it and he's got two million followers. I have seventeen hundred,
0: so well, help he, me. Well the night we did stand up, you took a bunch of pictures and you posted it to your Instagram and we were trying to take good yeah. photos and I was giving you shit. I'm like, dude, this phone fucking sucks, dude. He needed an iPhone. Yeah. And sure enough, uh-huh. like under all the pictures, it just I think he just goes, Bro, get a phone with a real fucking camera.
1: <laughs> yeah. But no, the, the photo that sucked was is that Dumbass bartender took that photo from like a mile away, so I zoomed <laughs> it in and cropped it. So yeah, that's why it was so grainy.
0: Oh god, that was a, that was another photo. I don't getting... like... Yeah.
1: But anyway, let's talk about our buddy. Our, uh, our buddy.
0: Uh <laughs> you talk about buddy. a Drawlist.
1: <laughs> oh my god, this is this was like as heel as Rory could possibly be. This was f- like yeah the devil Rory Fox <laughs> now you've, you've seen the you've seen the movie uh blow right with uh, Johnny Depp and then he's got his his buddy, the Hispanic guy yeah' he's like he's kept saying George George, you are my brother. you are my brother George. I would never betray you but he betrays him and takes the whole drug business from him yeah I'm I'm calling Filipino Mike my brother and all this thing and I'm trying to rationalize with him and reason with him, why
0: he should let me sleep with his girlfriend? I <laughs> 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 oh, so. Oh my god! I was like, I was like, no, man,
1: you're you're my brother, Mike. You're my brother. We're friends, you know. It's been a long time for me, you know. This this would help me out, you know. We're brothers. It's nothing, you know. And I'm trying to talk this into him, and he's like, "Fuck you." Oh, no. <laughs> he's getting so mad at me.
0: Look, you guys got to see it. I'll, I'll try. And, I'll try and post a picture of because uh, oh, there's a picture God. of all three of us on there. And Mike talks a lot of shit. Mike his, is on awesome. His accent is so fucking heavy, and he just he does this thing where like he'll look away at you, like he'll look at you, and then keep looking away. And he just and that's how you know he's about ready to say something. <laughs> and he. <laughs> I just remember walking by, and you're just, you're looking at him smiling. You look at me, and I'm like, what? And then Mike's just like, no, motherfucker, you can't fuck my girl. He's like, fuck you, Rory. Rory, Rory fuck you. Pro wrestling motherfucker, you. I'm just like, oh, fuck. I'm like, all right, guys, I'm going to take a piss. But, up
1: here. I, was, I, I was trying to just rationalize it with him like it was no big deal. It's like we're friends.
0: You're like you're like bro I would do this for you you're like if I had a girlfriend I'd let you fuck her and he's like no motherfucker you ain't fucking shit bitch <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I I can't I can't do that but dude when he starts fucking going to he'll just start going to town and oh man when he gets drunk he gets so fucking loud and you I, can hear I him put across my the- arm
1: around him and it's like no we're <laughs> brothers we're brothers fuck you
0: motherfucker <laughs> fuck you motherfucker <laughs> now it was i not I wrong know, when mike's my boy
1: I, that fucking guy i love him and i don't and i don't say love very often i just where i'm from i don't say love i just that's just not me and that's like i love that little dude
0: dude he's uh yeah he's 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 a fucking character i've spent a lot of um spent a lot of time in a car with him like when we were doing stand-up up in dubuque yeah. about a year ago um just driving up there and I, I've I've spent a lot of time around a drink with him a lot, and it's just it, the the dude never disappoints me. And I told you, I'm like, when he gets up there to go do his shit on stage, I'm like, this is gonna be a fucking different mic than than you yeah. he thought. He's ten
1: feet tall on stage.
0: <laughs> yeah, he likes to uh, man. He likes to go uh go Broadway. What's uh I say that right? It's uh yeah Broadway. A like sixty minute matches. hey, he likes to do a too <laughs> long. But you know he's. He's always up there, and I, I got to tell you one of the funniest fucking jokes I've ever heard him say. Yeah, you because know, obviously he's from the Philippines. And he addresses <laughs> that. He's like, he's like, <laughs> I still think about it to this day. He's like, yeah, motherfucker, I'm from the Philippines. He's like, motherfuckers ask me ever eat fucking dog. He's like, yeah, I eat fucking dog. You don't get this build eating pork. <laughs> 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 I've, I've, felt fun, I've never laughed so fucking hard at a joke. And I, I, a couple people were chuckling. I, I had to walk out of the out of the club 'cause I was just laughing, ruining the fucking show, dude. I'm like, that was the funniest oh. shit. And to this day, he's 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 maybe done it a couple other times, but there there's times where like, you know, we're out there talking, he's like, Motherfucker Well fucking what do you think I should do after the Trump shit? Like, I don't know, dude. That fucking you eating dog and get built with pork and <laughs> he fucking yeah. He's like, Yeah, that's what he's like, I'm yeah, you you got. Yeah, to... because there's
1: so many people. There's so many people out there that consider like dogs their kids. So that's,
0: mm-hmm. that
1: that'd be a good talking point. I could see him getting some heat. He's like in wrestling,
0: dude. He don't give a fuck what he says. Yeah, that's <laughs>
1: great, man. Embrace the heat.
0: He just gets up there, and does this thing, and goddamn, I got I got to get him on here for an episode because that shit's gonna. <laughs> He's just when you're around him, you'll get it. And I, it, it was it it was a, an idea of mine to get us all together and. This was shit not working out, but yeah. down the road I would I would expect a me, you, and Mike podcast just to see where the fuck it goes. Yeah,
1: and how many times he can say fuck you, Rory. <laughs> well, you know, <laughs>
0: I know, I know. You know, if you're a good friend with somebody, still asking them to fuck their old lady is a. It's a rough one to bring up, but you you did it yeah. and you did it persistently. It's
1: like he's such a. I don't know what it was. It's like he's just this little cute guy. You know, I just thought I could talk him into it. You know. I just, I like, like he was just allowed you know i'm i'm bigger on the totem pole so it's like maybe he'll go along with it you know maybe i was trying to bully my way into it i don't know but i was trying to charm him at it at the same time
0: i, I think i think i was like I, and I, I chimed in i was like mike mike you gotta really think about it i'm like dude how cool would it be to say that your eskimo brother was on ntv <laughs> no, motherfucker, fuck! I don't have no fucking Eskimo brother. Let me fuck your girl, like no. <laughs> let Rory fuck. Let Rory fuck yours. I don't have a girl.
1: <laughs> yeah, uh, COVID's been pretty rough on old Rory. Um, pretty much, I go to the gym. You know, I go to work. I go to the gym. I come home, have some drinks. I uh, get out the laser pen, watch the cats chase the laser pen across the across the apartment here. It's it's been pretty rough. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I'm hoping uh, I'm hoping things pick up, you know, here pretty soon because I'd, I'd like to like to witness you in a in a ring and the promotion that you were with is um, are they now? Are they're not based out of Des Moines, are they?
1: Well, 3X Wrestling was that was one place I wrestled, but Central Empire Wrestling is out of Atlanta.
0: Okay, that's and, all right, That makes sense. Not
1: tumla, I'm sorry, they're out of uh Oskaloosa and the Wilman area, but they would come out to. Uh, that's where we do one of our big shows, which would be Bridge City Slam. And one of the plans was Rory Fox to wrestle Matt Cardona in Iowa, in Fox Country, like where I have the home court advantage now. If I would wrestle Matt in New York or Tampa, I'd be the despicable villain. But here's where we, we flip the script, and Rory Fox is the super duper good guy, and Matt Cardona comes in to enemy territory, and it, it would have been a great story. Now it may or may not happen yet but that's what would have happened.
0: I would be uh, I'd be up for driving to a town oh, shit that's only a couple hours away and I've been there multiple times. I got a cousin from there. <clears throat> yeah. But that- and Mr.
1: and Mr. Long Island New York coming into uh, Iowa, they would have booed his ass out of the building and it would have been great. It'd been like the whole heart foundation versus the United States, you know, you Depending where you're at, that's who's going to get cheered or who's going to get booed that
0: night. I love how you think all this great shit's going to happen in a Tumwa, fucking Iowa. <laughs> if you've never been to a Tumwa, yeah. <laughs> it's...
1: hey Tumwa, we got six hundred people there when I wrestled uh, Chris Masters last year. Was or that... I guess it was this year. It seems like it was last year, but
0: was yeah. it was it a year or two ago? I remember seeing that Jerry Lawler is going to be doing like a an no. That was that was this
1: year. That was this it was year in okay. January.
0: Yeah, I missed that. I'm like six
1: star booty man. The six-star booty man, JT Energy, wrestled uh, Jerry the King Lawler, and I wrestled the Masterpiece, Chris Masters.
0: I was a uh, that was Chris Masters. I always I, I miss him. I don't know why they don't fucking use him anymore. That, that, I always liked him when he was uh, I think I was in high school at that time, and me and my buddy always used mm-hmm. to fuck around and try to do the Master Lock Challenge, just like fucking around with each other, like yeah. like oh bro, I'm, I'm sinking it in. And... Yeah,
1: my 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 key to survival of Chris Masters was is not letting him lock the Master Lock on me.
0: How uh, how yeah, big is he in real?
1: Hook- <laughs> oh, he's like six five.
0: Is he rough? <laughs> That's a big, a big fucking dude. dude.
1: Yeah. Now he's a big lean dude. Like he was so bulked up in WWE, but now he's just he's just lean and mean and six five dude. And man, the way he kicked me in the back and hit me with those clubbing forearms, oh, that yeah, it was rough.
0: You know what? I I I, I hope something. What's <clears throat> hard to sell? It. Yeah. I hope, I hope something cracks for him and, you know, maybe he can get uh, a lot more money doing doing what he was doing. I, I don't know what he's doing for a living now.
1: I don't know, but know. Him, and, him and Carlito are over in Egypt right now getting a payday wrestling. Oh, shit. Yeah, I, I've i seen Chris on his uh, Facebook. They're over in Egypt right now.
0: Well, well get, get paid where you can, shit. Yeah. I, uh, yeah. Yeah. I've been such a fan of seeing a lot of these, a lot of guys that, you know, did a did a lot of shit. Still, still pretty relevant. Like, um, I love seeing oh. watching AEW and see like Jerry Lynn kind of come out. You know, doing if someone gets hurt and he he runs yeah. out. Uh, Matt Seidel's back. I'm like, oh, that's fucking cool. Uh, yeah. I mean, it, we and uh, since I got you, you know, we can get a little bit more time. The big shit that's obviously going down with what seems to be an AEW Impact crossover. I I remember remember specifically like watching that show live. The winner is coming, and <clears throat> Sting coming back. I was like, "What the fuck!" I about two seconds before his name hit, I go, "Dude, what if it's Sting?" And that just kind of threw me for a loop. I'm like, "This shit is great." Wow. The whole show was awesome, and then you know, seeing Don Callis, and <clears throat> you know, again, it was uh, reading into the dirt sheets, you know, you heard Don Callis and they kept talking about impact guys and they were dropping new Japan guys. You're like, Oh shit, man, maybe, maybe something's going to work. And after Omega won that belt, uh, and Don Callis says we're going to be on impact. I was like, what in the fuck did I just watch?
1: Yeah. It's like, Holy shit. They're going to be on impact. And I, yeah, I was surprised to see sting as well. I I mean, if WWE, Allowed him to get out of his contract. Let the contract expire. That means they think they got everything out of him they possibly could, and no one will have interest in him. And then AEW brings them in, and then they've sold more Sting merchandise than they've sold any merchandise in their uh, history. And that was, you know, WWE thought they got everything they could out of Sting. So okay, go ahead, make you know have make it your best shot.
0: Yeah. No shit. the The shirt came out. It was fucking great. And yeah, they said like within the twenty four hour period. We got cool
1: merch. That stuff looks great. Sting may never wrestle in AEW, but he's got cool ass merch.
0: How you gotta you gotta understand like how how good a fucking dude is, and you know I put I put that on my Snapchat or my Instagram story. I was like shocked, and there was so many guys that were like, dude, yeah. I fucking love Sting growing up, and just him to come out and didn't have to say a single word he just looked at fucking people and i was getting goosebumps i'm like holy fuck dude how how am i 31 years old still popping like this for a guy who just had his legacy went away and you know yeah. came back to do a wwe thing and just that it was a it was it was fascinating it was it was great storytelling and then later on that show you know the it, like like i said that's a, another reason why pro wrestling right now is just it, it did it's okay. one of the fucking, it's one of the coolest things to sit here and watch, you know.
1: Yeah. Yeah, you just never know what's going to happen.
0: Are you going to be uh popping up on AEW anytime soon?
1: <laughs> Maybe if Matt Cardona shows up there. I just <laughs> I don't see me just well, the thing is if there's no Matt Cardona it's like I would have to start out on AEW Dark, and I don't know how that works. I don't. I don't have any context there. I mean, I guess I could text John Moxley or uh, BJ Whitmer is like Jerry Lynn. You know, he's an agent backstage, but it seems like they're just looking for you know young up and comers for their shows.
0: Well, hey, it's uh you know it's not a bad thing to always get good looks. There's um or a new new fresh looks at at some young kids like we had uh, from uh, SCW around here. They did a. Uh, <clears throat> it was I a, saw. It was a dark with uh, Ben Carter, and then Travis Titan was just on there. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, and there was a there was another girl that made her debut on that same show. I think it Rain Victoria. But why
1: why are they that much better than JT Energy or or uh, Ja? I don't get why. What what's their buzz? What makes them so special that they get a shot over uh, Ja or JP? They just know the right person or
0: what? Ah, that that i couldn't tell you i you know i'm just happy to see guys from here doing something but uh jt energy
1: yeah.
0: i uh i think i've seen him
1: i think frontman josh should be there too
0: i wonder how many times i think i've seen him twice now uh if i'm asking cuz he, he doesn't drink right no cuz i think yeah and it was that night of that show he was he was hanging out, and I was like, "Hey, your boy Rory's going to be at the at the bar," and he's like, "Nah, I just can't make it." He had like an hour and a half drive back. I think yeah. that's I think that's who it was. I think you mentioned, yeah, he doesn't doesn't drink or just doesn't really care to go out afterwards. Just man, eh, does his shit, nah. and goes fucking home. Like, Who's
1: got a woman at home anyway. Why would you want to go to the bar if you got a woman at home? You
0: know? Well, simple. So you can bring that woman back to your woman too.
1: <laughs> I wouldn't do that with him. That was just my.
0: Oh, I still got you.
1: Yeah, but it's about oh. to die, though. We might have to wrap it up here pretty quick.
0: Yeah, I'm thinking so. But, uh, yeah, this is, a, this is a great conversation. Uh, where where can people find you if they're not already familiar with?
1: Well, I'm on Instagram, RoryFox11. On Twitter, RoryFox underscore. Uh, message me. I got all kinds of 8x10s for sale. Fifteen dollars, you can get the uh, woo 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 kiss my ass special eight by ten. Wrestlingtees slash RoryFox eleven, and I'm also at Collar and Elbow. And if you do promo code RoryFox eleven, you'll save ten percent on your purchase.
0: Oh, look at that! I'll uh, I'll put all that in the in the description. I'll put that um, that uh, discount code in there too. Yeah, definitely go check them out, Rory. Yeah. I appreciate you taking the time and you know waiting up for me and. All the little uh, technical difficulties we went through, I think it all—I uh, think it all make it.
1: Yeah, make cool. sure you edit all that out too.
0: So, ah, fuck it, I'm just gonna leave it. All the all the shit we talked. I mean, he t- he trashed a lot of people, Rory. I think we're gonna. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm gonna I'm gonna edit that, edit that up and edit that up and make it a little cleaner. But uh, yeah, everybody, go check out. Uh, oh, you're
1: gonna edit it then? It, you're gonna edit it then? Okay, fuck you, Matt Cardona. Woo woo woo! Kiss my ass.
0: Uh-uh. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Don't forget yeah guys collar and elbow brand.com for Rory Fox and pro wrestling tees. I, again, I'll have all the shit in the description. Go support Rory and man, that's uh that's buy all happens, Yeah, buy buy a bunch of and shit. Stevie,
1: and Stevie tell Filipino Mike, I said what's up buddy? We're, we we got a drink again soon.
0: That I will. All right guys, thanks for listening and you already know the Wu-Tang slang is mad fucking dangerous. Later.